Hey love, and welcome to the Love Niche Podcast. It's a billion podcasts to listen to, and the universe guided you right here to this one. It's 8 billion people in the world, yet you met me, and that is not by happen chance. This is a divine meeting, and may we guide each other well. I am in this world, but I'm not of it. On this podcast, you'll hear topics about both worlds, spiritual and earthly. My goal is to keep learning, evolving, and spreading love. Try it. complete wouldn't you think of the girl the girl who has everything look at this Gadgets and gizmos aplenty I've got what's it's and what's it's galore You want demon bobs? I got twenty But who cares? No big deal I, I want more I wanna be where the people are I wanna see Wanna see them dancing Walking around on those What do you call them? Oh, feet Flipping your fins You don't get too far Legs are required for jumping and dancing Strolling around down that What's that word? Street Up where they walk Up where they run Up where they stay All day in the Wandering free, wish I could be Cause of the world, what would I give If I could live out of these waters What would I pay to spend a day Warm on the sand But you're all land, they understand That they don't reprimand their daughters Bright young woman Sick of swimming, ready, ready to, to stay. Ready to know what a people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why does it? What's that word? Burn. When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore the world above? of the love niche podcast so i had to bring little mermaid back part two 
because I forgot to talk about the most important part, the origins of the mermaids, where we talk about the gods. And I forgot to let y'all hear me sing. So I had to update the little Smule app, and it got a little updates. And I found Little Mermaid, and I was singing. It's okay if you don't think I can sing. I am a big star in my head. <laughs> and in another parallel universe, I am a singer. And if somebody offered me a record deal, don't ask me for no tickets. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, I wanted to talk about the gods because they go back in a little more detail about um, the origins of mermaids. So I'm going to start. Wikipedia is my favorite. So I searched mermen and it says mermen are the male counterparts of the mythical female mermaids. They are legendary creatures which are human from the waist up and fish-like from the waist down. But many assume a normal human shape. Sometimes they are described as hideous and other times handsome. The first recorded merman was the Assyrian Babylonian sea god. EA called Inky by the Sumerians. Now, when I first started my spiritual journey with my spiritual advisor, Miss Sharita Wretched Oracle 22, check her out. She is freaking amazing. Um, she told us about the Sumerians and how those were the first guys. And I have a whole paper, I think I have a podcast on it. Y'all might have to go back and look. There was one guy, and, and that guy created another one, and then that one uh, had babies, and there was seven of them, and then they had kids, and da, da, da. And it's like, if there ever was an origin story, that was it. So the Sumerians and um, uniform is like the oldest written, cuneiform is like the oldest written language, etc. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm familiar with the names, so, but I just start to deep dive deeper the more I go. So I'm going to come back to EA and Inky because I pulled those up as well. By the Sumerians. So let me just read that again. Perhaps the first recorded mermen were the Assyrian Babylonian sea god EA called Inky by the Sumerians. Linked to the figure known to the Greeks as Ones. However, what some popular writers have equated Ones of the Greek period to the god EA and to the Gon. Ones was rather one of the Apollo servants to EA. The Apollo have been described, and that's A-P-K-A-L-L-U, so I could be saying that wrong, as fishmen in the cuneiform text. And in Berus, it is believed Ones, Ones was indeed a being possessed of a fish head and a man's behind, uh, a fish head and a man's head beneath, and both a fish tail and man legs. But Burus was writing much later during the era of Greek rule, engaging in the construction of the past. Thus, even though figurines have been unearthed to collaborate the fishmen, icon agree, they could re be regarded as human figures clad in fish cloaks rather than beings with a fish head growing at, above the human head. And the guy EA is also seen as depicted wearing a fish cloak by modern scholars. So you know what this reminds me of? You know how the Egyptian gods have like human bodies and animal heads so maybe we got this all wrong maybe it's a some type of god and instead of having a fish head it had a fish bottom because it's supposed to represent something like they were human form gods they just had those symbolisms like the sat had a cat head so, 
Anyways, let me scroll. I think they all kind of link, y'all. Triton of the Greek mythology was depicted as a half-man, half-fish, merman in ancient Greek art. Triton was the son of the sea goddess Poseidon, the sea goddess Ephorite. Neither Poseidon nor Ephrite were mere folk, although both were able to live underwater as easily as on land. Tritons later became generic merman, so the multiple numbers of them were depicted in art. Tritons were also associated with using a conch shell. Uh, let me see. Another notable merman from Greek mythology was Galaticus. He was born human and lived his early life as a fisherman. One day while fishing, he saw that the fish he caught would jump from the grass and into the sea. He ate some of the grass, believing it had magical pro properties and felt an overwhelming desire to be in the sea. He jumped in the ocean and refused to go back on the land. The sea gods nearby heard his prayer and transferred him to a sea god. Ovid describes the transformation of Gladicus in the Metamorphosis, describing him as a blue-green man with a fishy membrane where his legs had been. So apparently, gods could just turn you into whatever they want to turn you in. And I actually looked at Hercules with my best friend, my best friend's sister, the other day. We had Cartoon Day. And because I was telling them how I saw a lot of Disney movies a long time ago and I want to just go back and see them now we have this Disney app. Because growing up, if you ain't have cable, listen, you just ain't have cable. We used to look at Channel 7 PBS a lot. Fishbone, I mean Wishbone, Arthur, Clifford. I used to look at them um, dancing contests. We knew everything about PBS. Um... And in the cartoon Hercules, he was changing things with like the snap of a finger. So, apparently higher up the totem pole and you can just snap your fingers and things manifest instantly. I think we have been diluted down to this human form to where in, I guess... Badum, voodoo, wicca, witchcraft, esoteric, whatever you want, whatever um, division you want to go into, you'll take like, if I'm thinking of money, I'll get cinnamon, I may cut up dollars, I may use the color green, um, you know, just different things like that to manifest, we manifest physically like with the elements earth wind water fire if we can and yeah so we basically are watered down guys but anyways let me keep going okay so let me exit out of wait was that everything it's going through each period so it has pictures of the renaissance period where they actually it actually looks like a horned goat and a fish tail oh i have an app called what is the name of that app? Podcast. Social media. There's this app where I could do video. And, um... I could do video and... 
record and i did one but i'm gonna be start doing more videos for real estate on my real realtor youtube check that out by the way real tricks um just type in real jj real tricks on youtube and it will come up i have been in real estate for about nine months and i just want to share all the things that i've learned with the newbies as i continue my journey so anyways i forgot the name of the app everybody uses it god what's the name of that damn app i completely forgot the name of the app but everybody uses it so it allows you to like have something in the background while you present um it, it's going to show share your computer screen i haven't figured out how to do it on the phone but it works well on the computer and it's also pip so you'll be able to see my face and so i'm excited to start doing that i'll either go to the office or the library um or i guess i could do it here if it's going to be showing um like a background and i don't have to show my face if i don't want to it could just be a voice so i'm just going to be sharing all the little tips and tricks with the folks okay so oh i knew it so this is the renaissance period they mention conrad geyser in his chapter on triton in historia anamulium gave the name of sea pan or sea sarta to an artist's image he obtained which he said was that of an itchator or sea devil mesh they got us talk about mermaids and it's a demon what okay so y'all know how pan is supposed to be i love all things like with guys and stuff i am just like i, I look at this website called god checker and they list every guy you could ever think of and i'm gonna go over that one as well and the pantheons are similar matter of fact my sister gave me a pamphlet the other day that goes over all the religions and that's gonna be another podcast that i do because like what we literally telling the same story from different cultures which which leads me to believe if humans are created what if they're doing like human species one human species two human, and making each of us like a little different and like here we are so we know these stories but just like the game of telephone it gets mixed up a little bit and by the way we all know that beyond the ice walls there has to be like something because it's just so secretive well someone wrote a book in spanish and they were able to translate it to english and i'm about to order the last two because i read the first one already about other worlds outside of the ice wall so i think this is just my hearts of hearts. The powers that be have us looking up at stars and constellations when we really should be looking outside these damn ice walls. So another person that I was following on YouTube was saying the sky is basically like water. And what does water do? It reflects. So if you're looking up at stars and da 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 it's actually reflections of what's down. And that just resonated with my heart so much. I don't care what anyone says. The sky is a map, but it's not a map. Let me get in a spaceship and go up. No, my nigga, it's a map. Get a boat, get beyond them ice walls and go out. So they, they, they drew a picture of basically the universe. And every time we look up and we see planets, those are actually um, land masses outside of the ice walls. And it's so many, that map is so big, it's so ridiculous 
it's going to take you a while to even wrap your mind around it because we've been fed so much bullshit. But anyway, it's another podcast. Let me get, let me, let me rewind. Let me rewind. You want to get me to, want to get me to talk? These, these are my topics. <laughs> okay. Um, so Pan is a sea devil. Shut up. That makes sense, y'all. That makes sense. Anyways, um, uh, Geisner, the sea devil, a German, had been described by modern commentators as having the lower body of a fish and the upper body of a man, uh, the, the head of horns of a goat or the devil, and the breast of a woman. You know what? If that's reminding me of Baphomet. It lacks the horse legs of a typical centaur. And who put that many things together when they created that? Wow, that is interesting. Like it's an okay, so this is Scandinavia folklore. Icelandic folklore believes speak of sea dwelling humans, humanoids known as Marbeldar. The merman is described as sea like from the waist down. I cannot believe the phone died and it did not save like 13 minutes, but that's okay. We're going to run it back. So let's see. Take a deep breath for repeating because I hate repeating myself. Okay. John the Learn also wrote down a short tale or folk tale concerning it, which has been translated under the titles The Merman and The Marbendel. So he basically had writings about elves um, that also include mermen as water elf. The merman is described as a seal-like, a seal-like from the waist down. So now this is like a human and a seal. You see this shit? It's like human were mixed with everything. You know what just hit me? So one of my favorite shows that brought me into all of this was True Blood. And every mythical creature you could ever think of was in True Blood. From vampires to fairies to werewolves, shapeshifters. It was just like everything was in that show. I got And my sister told me she started watching it again. I have to go back and watch it again. What would I know now? Okay, so that's my first time a water elf seal like from the waist down not fish now that maybe more that makes more sense that's like manatee and why do we call it manatee oh okay um so there were two classification of water elves the male versus the female um okay Ham Havmand, according to a Norwegian forelog dating back to the 18th century, 
Hamazad takes the mermaid as his wife and the offspring or the young that they produce are called Marlayer. Norwegian mermen were later ascribed the generic, the general characteristic that they are of a dusky hue with long beard, black hair from the waist upward, looking like a man and downward like a fish. Um, Marlamere literally means sea talker. The word, the word is thought to be corruption of Mernil, uh, which is Norse for merman. So this is Icelandic settlers. The merman, uh, a captured manadil laughs three times when pressed, reveals to the peasant his insight, buried gold, wife's infidelity, on the promises of being released. The peasant finds wonderful gray milk cow next to his property, which he presumes the mer the mermaid the mermaid's gift. The unruly cow was made obedient by bursting the bladder. Okay, so this is giving me leprechaun. And so if you make the mermaid, mermaid laugh, he gives you a gift. Like what the fuck? Okay, abduction. So this is Sweden. Sweden's superstitions of mermen. Adopting a human girl to become his wife has been documented documented the merman's consort is said to be occasionally spotted sitting on a home small island combing her hair i don't like this abducting a girl the danish the merman made it, it okay so this is something else scandinavian ballad I don't even know how to say that. Tales of a merman who has been mated to a human woman named Aganti. The merman unsuccessfully pleaded with her to come back to him and their children in the sea. English folklorish. Jacqueline Simpson surmises that as in Noridic Scandinavian countries, the, the original man-like water dwellers of England probably lack fish-like tails. A wild man caught in a fish net described by Ralph of Cogshell was entirely man-like. He just liked to eat raw fish and eventually returned to the sea. Is that not giving Batman and Penguin? Oh, okay. Um, I will never forget one of them Batmans. He was sitting up there eating raw fish. Um... Mermen were seldom frequent in American folklore because we described them as, um, because they were described as less beautiful than the mermaids. That would make sense. So Celtic folklore, the soul cages features a male marrow named Koromara, a hideous creature with green hair, teeth, skin, their eyes, red nose. The tail was created by Thomas Knighton, who lifted the platform, the Grimm's. The waterman and the peasant. In early modern times, Sabika described as a lonely, mournful character with the skin of a conger eel, the hair of seaweed, with volatile offerings of fish left on the beach by fishermen. Uh, vengeful water spirits occur in Brenton and Gaelic lore. 
that relate to pre-Christian gods, such as Nekthen. I haven't heard of that one. So in China, accounts of human fish appearing in male form as well. Chinese human fish have been described as resembling catfish, not like, not human-like, but catfish. Hmm. Um, one example is a picture of a male human fish, hand copied by young Lord Harusako Domain. Another is illustrated on Karaban newspaper carrying news of the Nango from Holland bearing the face of an old man. In China and Japan, there are also accounts of sea humans. Some of these accounts are of European origin. Also known descriptions of the Hiren occurs in the works of the Chinese, written by European stated that there are two kinds of hiring the example the first kind had a beard the second type was actually female uh identifiable as a mermaid of edam oh mermaid of edam is the maiden of adam that just came in my mind what if adam's wife was a mermaid Later, Japanese sources gave description of the encompassing features of both, which in hair, skin flap around their waist by women and men. Other accounts describe a creature as having the shape of a Buddhist priest. What? I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. The Finnish mythology... Uh, is portrayed as a magical, powerful, bearded man with the tail of a fish. He can cure illnesses, lift curses, and brew potions. He can also cause unintended harm by becoming too curious about human life. Wasn't that uh, Ariel? And in Tuit folklore, Greenland and northern Canada, furry men, and an Italian folktale with medieval roots. Kolopiski, Nicholas Fish, was a human boy until his mother cursed him to become part fish. As a merman, he occasionally assisted fishermen, but was summoned by a king who ordered him to explore the seabed, bringing back items. Kolopiski reluctantly went to the king's errands only to disappear. I would have to. The Boto River Dolphins of the Amazon River regions of northern Brazil is described according to local lore as taking the form of a human or merman, also known as Encantado, enchanted one in Portuguese, and with the habit of seducing human women and impregnating them. So, in the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis, it stated that the sons of men looked down on the daughters of Lord God and thought they were beautiful and took them to be their wives. Why we don't never hear no women accounts in the Bible? Let's just talk about that for a moment. Everything is from a man perspective. I want to read the woman's Bible, okay? Because I think the women would have said, who are these men? They just took us from our homeland and forced us to marry them and have children. That doesn't sound like you know, we serenaded her. She fell in love with us. We were soulmates. We got married. We looked down on them, thought that we were beautiful, and took them to be our wives. Absolutely not. So that's what that is giving me. So that, I don't know. Did the sons of God marry mermaids and then have these offspring? 
that's what that that's what just came to my mind so in the folklore of dogon of mali ancestral spirits called nomono had humanoid upper torso legs and feet and fish-like lower torso and tail They also mention a half monkey and half fish. So that's interesting. What is this? It's a bit. Bye! What is this? It's like a big, um, what if this is a big laboratory? Um, Matthew Arnold wrote a poem called The Forsaken Mermaid about mer sorry y'all, my bro my brother was leaving. The Forsaken Mermaid and Mermen Merman and Merwomen who's the Forsaken Merman about a merman whose human wife abandoned him and their children. Merman may feature in science fiction and fantasy literature. Oh wow, I've never heard of that. Uh, Samuel R. Delaney wrote the short story Drift Glass, in which mermen are deliberately created surgically as amphibious human beings with gills. While J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter, a race of merpeople, live in a lake outside of Hogwarts. Mermen sometimes appear in modern comic game television shows and films. Although they were once depicted largely as being unattractive in some traditions, as described in previous sections and some modern works, mermen are portrayed as handsome, strong, and brave. I don't know. I think we just beautify everything. They mention uh, the Gill Man from the film Creature from Black Lagoon could be seen as a modern adaptation of Merman myth. Okay, so I'm glad they mentioned that. I saw, um, in preparation of this podcast, I saw The Shape of Water, and I feel like that was a merman. I, I think they made it a fish, but honey, that was a mermaid that they captured. Which I already let y'all hear in part one that there are there have been seven captured mermaids, which means they have to be powerful, magical, or something. Because with all this technology that we think we have, and we only captured seven, or maybe only seven were exposed, that might be more closer to the truth. So, in the shape of water, they captured him. She fell in love with the thing and set it free, and she was gonna let him go in the water alone then then she got shot he brought her back to life they jumped in the water and he turned he kissed her and when, once you kiss which i already told in the other episode you get gills so she, she, now they can be together under the water um and they said they had where did they say they had found that god they had explained where they had found it from it was in a nile and they had brought it there anyways so that i feel like the shape of water they want to call it mermaid and then there's all type of trademarks and stuff like sometimes you can't use names without paying people so if i have to pay a billion dollars to use mermaid i'm gonna name it the shape of water too okay you put the pieces together 
Um, so that was a really good movie. And when I when I hear things, I start to put them together in my mind. And the, the truth comes out to me. I really don't care if anyone else believes it. But I just can start to put the pieces together. So that, to me, that was a mermaid, a merman that she fell in love with. They either didn't have the money to pay for the trademark or maybe they didn't want to get sued or who knows what. But I don't think that was no damn fish. That was a mermaid. So a merman. I also saw um, Mer People on Netflix. So there are people who will buy a tail and train and they are professional mermaids. It's women and men. Um, that series was very interesting to me. There's this woman, she hires people full time. They go underwater for like 15 minutes. They, they, um, not straight, but they'll dive down, they'll smile, they'll blow kisses, take pictures with people, and then they'll swim back up. There's this one man, um, he can, he bought a tank. I forgot what the name of the place that they would go to. I didn't really pay it no mind because all the people that were white and I noticed that all the pictures and I just cannot imagine being a little girl back in time. I mean, what did we do? Because it was like everything wasn't for us. So these people can go to this beautiful lagoon. They said it was like magical water, a spring, and these girls would dive down and all the pictures were white. I didn't even see black people in the crowd or anything. Black employees, black nothing. So I think I'm very traumatized by my culture just because I know in my hearts of hearts before ships landed on the beach, there was this beautiful history here. There were kings and queens and chiefs, Indian chiefs and Indian princesses and different tribes and royalty and just a history that I may never know and it all went away in a in the blink of an eye diseases were passed around fights started um I'm pretty sure they got tribes to fight against each other because if I'm an outsider I'm not gonna fight you I'm gonna start a quarrel within yourself so you can fight yourselves and then once both parties are weakened I can come in and conquer both it just makes sense it's just math um and I don't know why why one culture just wants to dominate so much. Like, why couldn't you come and say, what beautiful lands you have? I'm from so-and-so. You know, we ran away because we were mistreated. Is there any way we could stay here? Not come and conquer and divide and steal. Like, I'm a realtor, but at the end of the day, this land is already my people's. It's it's already ours. It's It's... If I'm going to sell anything, it shouldn't be to my people. <laughs> and it's just like, ugh, I don't know. Anyways, there's a lot of trauma there. So, anyways, as a little boy, he would always see the girls and he wanted to be one of them. And he was offered a role as a prince and they would dive down and they would have air, um, air tubes and air bubbles that they could breathe under. Just this whole thing of like, and then there was another group. They had a contest on a cruise ship. All the states had like a mermaid, mer, mer woman, mermaid. And at the end, there were different winners. And it's just everybody's history of why they wanted to be a mermaid was just so beautiful. They felt shunned um, by the people in the world. They just felt like the mer people got them. There was no judgment. There was love. 
and they just kind of found their tribe and it was so beautiful for them and they would buy these elaborate tails and you know they would practice and they would swim and it's just beautiful it was a really beautiful series okay so that was that and then i saw i tried to see legends my niece was telling me about legends but i didn't like it that might be the sirens because sirens seems more aggressive than the mermaids which leads me to believe the sirens may be original um then you have humans and then mermaids must be a to me mermaids are a mixture of human and sirens because if they aren't as vicious as sirens, they're more docile. That to me, that feels like human characteristics. But that's no, no, that's just what my intuit is saying. Um, and then I saw what was the last one called? The last one. I forgot what the last one was. Is it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. But I remember seeing this lady with a mermaid baby. And let me tell you how all my stuff come together. It was like, okay, mermaid. I was already going to put that on to-do list. And then Little Mermaid came out. And I'm like, okay, that's another sign. And then I saw her and the baby. That's another sign. Then my sister was telling me about it. Once it comes together so much, I'm like, okay, let's do this podcast. Because it just... It keeps circling around me until I grab it. So I just look at them as synchronicities or confirmations. And I forgot the name of that damn show. But just kind of look for like a, a woman and a baby. Apparently she's going to have the baby with someone. But this series is so interesting. I need to finish it. Um, and I just started. So they ca- uh, the two sisters, one's white and one's black, which isn't that kind of like mermaid, were swimming. And the black mermaid got captured. And, of course, they have her in the lab testing on her and shit, which rings to be true. Um, now, when I think about military, I don't think it's just fighting wars anymore. I think of scientists. I think of experiments. I think of classified. And I don't know. You, you think you're fighting for a good cause, but are you really? Everything is so secretive. There's stuff that you don't even know. They just give you an order and you do it. You don't know if that order is right or wrong. You're just being paid to do it. You're being paid this lovely salary. You get all these benefits, house, you know, income for your family, all this stuff. But it's it's like at the end of the day, we will all have to weigh our life on the scales of Mayette. And you either had a beautiful life or whatever you subscribe to. You're still going to have to account for everything you've done. So you'll either have lots of, good, lots of good things or lots of bad things. And when I look, because I really love podcasts, when I listen to a lot of podcasts of successful people, and I kind of I stay on the spiritual side, because you can get rich being evil, making a vaccine and forcing everybody to take it. You know, there's just so many ways of, you know, being a hitman, um, getting life insurance policies out on people and then killing you know there's just there's there's a lot of ways to be wealthy so that isn't isn't my goal per se um and i try not to dwell into it because i don't think money is the root of evil but i think having a lot of money gets you a lot of things and keeping up with that forces you to come up with other ways to keep it so now you have this big house you have these taxes you have to pay 
um, you have people that keep up the house, you have security. It's like a head to me. Like who who said it? Biggie, more money, more problem. Anyway, so I just want a, a simple, uh, comfortable life, tiny house, me. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Um, I think I was going with because your life is going to be scaled. Just be careful what you do. Um, oh, the podcast got you. So one of the guys I've just listened to, his name is Mo. Look him up. Mo Gott, something like that. His son passed away and he had all this money in the world. I think this man said he had 20 cars. He's like a CEO or head chief engineer of like Google and Microsoft and different things like that. So if you didn't know, technology is definitely the way to go. As as we move more and more into our futuristic future. Um and when he said his son would just like travel and live with people and be homeless, like he just did not understand his son. Um, he was just like living a very minimalistic, simple life. But when he died, it, it changed his father's whole world to where he's bragging about $4 t-shirts. When I just said the man had over 20 cars. So um, the most successful people, because they've had all the money, they're the ones that can tell you, yeah, it's nice. It gets you this and that. But it wasn't more important than missing this or missing her graduation or missing this or missing that. Like, I think we each look at each other like the poor. You may make all the graduations. You may make all the plays. You know, you can have sit down and have dinner. It may not be much, but you'll scrap everything together. You guys will eat together. I think of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like, they didn't have much, but they were together. They were a family. And then you look on the other side. It's like they have all this money, but everybody's doing something. No one's ever together. It's a show all American, like they're always busy doing things. And then you see him, his mom and his brother, and they have a simple life. And those two worlds merge and they they teach each other things and help each other, you know, be, be better and fix problems. But anyways, I tell all that to say, he was mentioning how um, he was focusing on the wrong thing. And it wasn't until his son passed away that he realized that, which is sad because his son is gone now. Had he realized that before his son died, he would have more memories with his son. But I kind of feel like his son is living through him. I don't think he'll really say it, but a lot of things that he teaches and stuff, it, it feels like his son, he's channeling his son, if you ask me. Um, Let's see. Get back to it. So what were we on? This one's China. Buddhist priest. I did the side shows. Oh, it was one more. So on that show, she wants to find her sister. So she can't really talk. It's this lady in the town um, who knows a lot about the history and the, the boy that happens to find her, his people used to hunt mermaids, and it's just, like, so interesting. And now when I look at movies and TVs and stuff, they do put history in there. Like, behind the scenes, those writers are researching. Like, they may know the full story, but they still have to put it in to these characters and into the show for it to be approved for TV time. But there's still history and truth behind that, and that's what I like digging into. Oh, yeah, I got to finish that. So that's what that reminded me of when I was talking about um, 
J.K. Rowling's and Hogwarts and stuff. Modern day adaptions of the Mermyth. Okay, so I think I'm done with this one. Yeah, this is what I had to repeat. Lord, I hate repeating myself. Okay, so now let's look at the siren side. So in Greek mythology, siren are human-like beings with alluring voices. They appear in the scene of Odyssey and Odysseus. They save his crew, reminds me of Little Mermaid. Roman poets place them on small islands. Um, some place them on flowery islands uh, or with cliffs and rocks. Um, the etymology of, of the name is contested. Robert S. P. Beeks has suggested pre-Greek origin. Others connect the name Oepia to rope cord to tie, join, or fasten, resulting in the meaning binder or entangler, one who binds or entangles through magical song. This could be connected to the mat to the famous scene of Odysseus being bound to the mast of his ship. Sirens were later often used as synonym of mermaid, portrayed with upper human bodies, fish tails. This combination became iconic in the medieval period. Um, circumstances leading to the commingling involving the treatment of sirens in medieval pyologies. All right, so let me see here. The sirens of Greek mythology first appeared in Homer's Odyssey, where Homer did not provide any physical description and their visual appearance was left to the reader's imagination. I think it was. I think they took it out. Um, it was Apollonius of Rhodes who described the sirens and writings as part of a part woman and part bird. Um, so now we, instead of fish, we're getting bird. Sirens were regularly depicted in art as human-headed birds. Which makes sense because birds sing. They may have been they may have been influenced by Bobbird of Egyptian religion. So that's where I was going. I had to start this over, y'all. So I'm um trying to remember how I said it before. So in, in the with the pyramids in Egyptian times you see um the heads of animals and the bodies of humans, right? And these are gods. So are we learning about the stories of gods? Could the half fish, half human be a god, so to speak? So now we're going to get into that. So, um, by the 7th century BC, sirens were regularly depicted in art as human-headed birds. They may have been influenced by the bird of Egyptian religion. In early Greek art, the sirens were generally represented as large birds with woman's head, bird feathers, and scaly feet. Later depictions shifted to show sirens with upper, with human upper bodies, bird legs, with or without wings. They were often shown playing a variety of musical instruments, especially the lyre, the kethera, and the alus. So in my mind, if I'm thinking of a human body with wings, that screams angel. That screams angel. Angel. This is wild, y'all. The 10th century Suda stated that sirens had the form of spirals from spirals from their chest up. 
And below there were women, or alternatively, there were little birds with women faces. Originally, sirens were shown as male or female, but the male sirens disappeared from art around the 5th century. So I really feel like these men were being lured into the water by mermen. And I, I know back then they were gay because just going out to war for that long, if you're not capturing women and stuff like that, come on. I don't know just why they didn't just embrace it. Um, some surviving classical period examples had already depicted the siren as mermaid. The sirens are depicted as mermaids or tritonuses. In examples dating back to 3rd century BC, including an earthware bowl in Athens and oil lamps. Um, the first known literary attestation of siren as mermaid appeared in Anglo-Latin Libra Monstrum, where it says the sirens were sea girls with the body of maiden, but but had scaly fish tails. I don't like that. Don't nothing need to be no little girl. The siren appeared in a number of illustrated manuscripts and its successors called the beastries the siren was depicted as a half woman and half fish mermaid in the ninth century pilagasis an early example but continued to be illustrated with both bird-like parts, wing-clawed feet, and fish-like tail. So we keep hearing wing and fish. So there were human, bird, and fish, human, and then fish, bird, human. <laughs> oh my God, this is wild. This is so wild. Okay, so family tree. So, sirens, um, although Sophilacy fragments makes Polycrus their father, when sirens are named, they are usually as daughters of the river god. So, it's naming them. Okay, so we hear daughters of the river god. So, remember I mentioned the sons of God looked down on the daughters of God and thought they were beautiful? They are usually as daughters of the river god. Sirens are usually daughters of the river god. Sirens are usually daughters of the river god. What? Okay. I feel like when they say we have junk DNA, it's not junk. There are worlds outside of the ice walls. By the fact, when you look up into the sky, it's water. And water reflects and the reflection that you see are the planets outside of the ice walls stay with me there's this woman that is beyond the wall that was able to tell the story it's spanish they have translated to english i read the first book i'm going to order the other two and they drew a map of the universe you guys when I think of this map, I think of Horton Hears a Who, where this little fucking dot is on a leaf that the fucking elephant picks up. And the elephant lives in this big-ass world, but that dot is a big-ass world to the people that live on it. Stay with me. We are the dot in Horton Hears a Who. And the world that Horton lives in is outside of the ice walls. Stay with me. 
So this guy I was listening to this week went and explained each circle. He did a four-part series. And I'm like, what the fuck? Now, I want to research him because how are you able to tell about the species that lives there, the language they speak, if it's inhabitable, da, 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 and we live here. Houseway. How? I don't know if he's channeling or what. But I always knew there was more than here. And if I wanted my people to stay, I think of Moses when he said, let my people go. Where were they really going? I think it was more than, I think it was more than just let my people go from one side of earth to the other. I think it was more let my people go, open the ice walls and get out. I think if everyone was really, really, really honest, that would be, that would be the true story. Because if we get out of the ice walls and we go to other worlds, nobody's going to stay here. Everybody will be packing up and leaving. But this society would not work. So getting back to the junk DNA, I feel like if our all of our DNA were here, we would be in the water. We would be in the air. We would be all these magical, mythical, God-like creatures because that's what's in our DNA. But to shut it down, we can't go in the water like we want to. We can't go in the air like we want to go too high. You can't breathe. Go too low. Oh, no, the pressure. So it kind of forces us to stay on land. But at the end of the day, y'all, if we are children of God, come on now. Stay with me. If we are children of God, if, if a king and a queen have a child, is it not a prince or princess? So if we are children of God... We have to have God-like qualities. And that's why I can't wait to do the powerful gift episode. Because we all have gifts. We just don't take the time to study and master them and cultivate them. Because we're focused on this 3D matrix shit work. Da, 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 when that's what's going to matter. Like when you get to the other side, do you think you're going to take all that money in your bank with you? No. It's, it, it didn't do you any good you're gonna pack up your house and put it in the grave with you no but everything that you learn spiritually it stays with your mind your spiritual soul that's what's gonna go with you after so just try to put more time into what you see and what you hear and what you learn your memories because all of that is gonna go with you the body is gonna stay that's it everything else is gonna transcend with you nothing ever dies it's only transformed. You cut down a tree. What does it become? A house, piece of paper, money, whatever you turn it into. But the tree didn't go anywhere. You just transformed it. And even if you burn it, it's ashes and it's in the wind. Or you put it in the ground, it, it could grow again. You chop it off, it grows again. So that already tells us that death is an illusion. But for whatever reason, we just think it's the end. Like, again, you are a child of God nothing can kill this body may enslave you for a time until it breaks down which it shouldn't it should be infinite but they put chemicals in our food and all this other stuff and you break down so once it breaks down think of yourself as a seed once you put that seed in the ground remember elementary we did that lima bean we put the lima bean in the cup with the cotton in the water and that lima bean grew didn't it so the bean grew into something else so once they put your body in the ground, you're going to go into something else. Spirit, chi, air, prana, you know, whatever. You're going to be limitless. Matter of fact, the guy that I was just telling y'all about, Mr. Mo, he said before he died, the doctor told him just to kind of put him at peace that his son had a dream 
that he was in the sky. He was infinite. He was everywhere at once and he didn't want to come back. And his father, knowing that, is at peace because he said, my son was empathic. He couldn't handle the things that are going on in this world. And I'd be feeling like that. Like, why are we killing the animals? You know, why are there homeless people? Why we can't make tiny houses? You might not have a big house, but I'm going to give you a room, a burner to cook, a bed, and some water to wash it behind. Like, that's just the, that should just be basic rights for everybody. But you got people living literally on the street when it's hot as hell, cold as hell. And nobody talks about this, but who finds those dead bodies and what do they do with them? Do they bury them properly? Do they find their family and tell them that they're gone? You know, I even posted that this man signed up to be euthanized. So you can, you can ask to die now and it, you know, it's okay. I guess the the world made it okay because he couldn't afford to keep up with his bills, y'all. This man asked to die because he couldn't afford to keep up with rent. I'm in Florida and they want you to have three times the rent to be approved for places to stay. What single person is doing that, number one? Think of what this is doing. People that can't even stand each other are together because they have to survive and they have children that need to survive. So they want to break away so bad and they can't even fucking afford to. This this is insanity. That's why I can't wait for tiny homes because you shouldn't have to be homeless and you shouldn't have to be in relationships that you don't want to be in so that your children's mother or father won't be homeless and so that you won't be homeless and so the kids won't be homeless. Like, I don't think you have to hate the parent of your child not to be together you could want them to do well and want them to have a job and want them to have the pace to lay their head like that's just what decent humans will want for their children's other parent my my god but to be in this unhealthy relationship because you can't afford to be outside of it that's insane and then these kids are going to be raised in chaos and they're going to grow up and cuss your ass out because all the truth will be exposed like when you're a kid there's only so much you can do but when you're grown oh you was full of shit like you're gonna hear it all okay and you just gonna have to own up to it but anyways he was just at peace that his son was in a better place because he just couldn't handle the world he was empathic and i'm empathic too and a lot of people i know i'm misunderstood and i see the world in ways people don't and it bothers me because they don't even get it like this man they have they have opened the cow's stomach up with a hole that you open and close to put food down so the cow can't fuck it can't fall in love it can't keep its kids because the moment it have it you kill it and make veal it can't keep the milk for the baby because you got a machine on the nipple all day bleeding blood and pus to feed humans and that's not even the species that should be drinking it and they have to bleach and dye the milk so that you won't freak out with it being red nah nigga that ain't strawberry it's blood just think of the bacterias and do you know you are what you eat so if you're drinking milk cow, that's making you cattle come on y'all let's think you are what you eat if you eat brain food and it helps your brain what is cow cow milk doing 
But but again, nobody nobody gets it. Um, let's see. Some people are so stuck. I'm I'm to the point now. Like we all have a computer in our hands. That's what this phone is. We all have 24 hours in the day, which is kind of a lie. Because if I was rich with nannies and stuff, I could literally see all my 24 hours. But on the lower level, I'm working, I'm sleeping, I'm cleaning, I'm doing chores. You don't really get to see your full 24 hours. But what I'm trying to say is with the time that you do have, you can choose to research and learn. Like our brain is a muscle. Try to feed it. Feed your eyes good thing. Feed your ears good thing. Feed your brain good thing. Put good things on your skin. Put good things in your body. Good, 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 good. Right? And I just like to research this stuff because I think life is chess. It's not checkers. Checkers is real quick. Boom, boom, boom. You're done. Chess, you think. Each each piece has a different move. You get so good at the game, you can think about how the game will play out with each piece and each move. That's how life is. Everything that you eat, that is going to play a role in if you're going to win or lose this game. And when I say win or lose this game, have a long, as long as a healthy life as you can for the people around you, for your lineage to pass down that wisdom. When you want to be around to teach your great, great, great grandkids some stuff. But no, you you ate whatever you wanted to eat, had a heart attack and died. It's like they needed you. Little do you know. There were some things that you needed to tell four generations down the line, but you weren't here to do it. So I don't know. I just look at life a lot different than most. And it's it's really sad. Like I feel a lot. Um and then somebody tried to argue with me, like, you're eating plant. You don't think it have a light? Like, get the get the fuck out of my face with that. The tree loves me so much. That it grew that fruit and that fruit died for me to eat. Okay? And I love the tree so much that I ate what I needed to eat. And I gave her seeds back to her to grow. That is give and take. You killed the cow. I killed the calf. What was left? Not a goddamn thing. It's gone. So, let me get back to this. Um... So, I left off with So, list of sirens, 2 to 8. So, in Odyssey Homer, it gives the different names of the sirens and which gods they're connected to and it's a whole chart. The sirens were champions of young Phariseon. Demeter gave them wings to search for Phariseon when she was abducted by Hades. However, the fabuline of Hegis has Demeter cursing the sirens for failing to intervene in the abduction of Phariseon. According to Hegis, sirens were fated to live only until the mortals who heard their song were able to pass by them. Damn, that was like two different stories. The muses. And when I was looking at Hercules with my best friend, a best friend sister one day, um, at the beginning, the muses were singing. So I haven't gone into Greek yet, but I know about it a little bit here and there. 
So one legend says that Hera, queen of the gods, persuaded the sirens to enter a singing contest with the muses. The muses won the competition and they plucked out all of the sirens' feathers and made crowns out of them. So here we're saying sirens have feathers. So we went from fish head, I mean human head, fish tail, to human with feathers. Are we mixing the story up? Okay, out of the anguish for losing the competition... The sirens turned white and fell into the sea where they formed the islands. Wow. So sirens were in the air. And then they turned white and fell into the sea, featherless, and formed islands. So it seems like gods turn into land. Did you know to say Earth is a she? Okay, here we go. Um, Jason had been warned by Chiron that Orpheses would be necessary in his journey. When Orpheses heard their voices, he drew out his lyre and played his music more beautiful than they, drowning out their voices. One of the crew, however, the sharp-eared hero Buttes, heard the song and leaped into the sea, but he was caught up and carried safely away by the goddess Aphrodite. Yeah, I gotta go read about these. So, Odyssey. Odysseus was curious as to what the Cyrus sang to him, and so, on the advice of Circe, he had all of his sailors pluck their eyes Oh, plug their ears with beeswax and tie him to the mast. He ordered his men to leave him tied tightly to the mast, no matter how much he might beg. When he heard their beautiful song, he ordered the sailors to untie him, but they bound him tighter. When they had passed out of earshot, Odysseus demonstrated with his frowns to be released. Some posts. Hormaic authors state that the sirens were fated to die if someone heard their singing and escaped them, and that after Odysseus passed by, they therefore flung themselves into the water and perished. Oh, damn. So that makes sense because it said uh, earlier up, um, according to Hygge, sirens were fated to live only until the mortals who heard their song were able to pass them. Wow. Pliny, the first century Roman historian, Pliny the Elder, discounted sirens as a pure fable. Um, although Dinan, the father of Chersis, a celebrated writer, asserted that they existed in India and that they charmed men by their song and having first lulled them to sleep, tear them to pieces. So this is what I'm getting. If women are singing to men and devouring them or killing them or, you know, it's like a trick. What do these men do? So, again, it takes me back to the sons of God looked down on the women of earth and thought that they were beautiful and made them to be their wives. Again, there was no serenade. They didn't ask the parents for permission. There was no big wedding. There was no wooing. That's like slavery, sex trafficking is giving forced, it's giving kidnap. And so, 
this is why we keep seeing the women because here come these men again probably trying to take them and make them their wives let's sing to them let's mesmerize them and then kill them that's what it's given i don't know y'all i think there were two different gods and two different species the sons of god the daughters of god and yeah it was some shit going on that don't sit right with me you you're not a lion's just not gonna automatically kill a human it's like you got to be like a threat so i don't know what would make them know that we can sing to them and what would make them know we need to kill them so statues of sirens Uh, okay, this is different. So, the so-called siren of Canosa was said to accompany the dead among grave guards in a burial. She appeared to have some characteristics guiding the dead to the afterlife journey. It's giving me the pyramids in Egypt. The cast figure bears traces of its original white pigment. The woman bears the feet the feet, wings, and tail of a bird. Here we go again. The sculpture is conserved. That might be one of the Egyptian gods, y'all. In Madrid, the sirens were called the muses of the lower world. Their song, though irresistibly sweet, was no less sad than sweet. It left both body and soul in a fatal lethargy. Of death and corruption. Their song is continually calling on Pharisee. The term siren song refers to an appeal that is had to resist. If heated or lack to a bad conclusion. Writers have implied that the sirens were cannibals. Mm. In the Cur, a linguist, Jane Ellen... 1850-1928 notes of the cur as siren it is strange and beautiful that homer should make the sirens appeal to the spirit not to the flesh the siren song is a promise to odysseus of mythetic truths with a false promise that he will live to tell them they sing once he hears to his heart content sails on a wiser man we know all the pains that the greeks and trojans once endeared on the spanning play of troy when the gods willed it so all that comes to pass on the fertile elf, we know it all. They are manic creatures like the Sphinx, with whom they have much in common, knowing both the past and future. Harrison observes, their song takes effect at midday, and a wildness calm, the end of the sun is death. The sailor's flesh is riding away, suggests it has not been eaten. It has been suggested that with their feathers stolen their divine nature kept them alive but unable to provide food for their visitors who starved to death by refusing to leave what so now we're moving into christianity pagan beliefs were overtaken by christianity the belief in literal sirens was discouraged saint jerome 
who produced the Latin version of the Bible, used the word sirens to translate Hebrew tanum jackals in the book of Isaiah. Oh, 1322. And also to translate it, translate a word for owls in the book of Jeremiah 5039. The siren is, now you know, allegorically described as a beautiful courtesan or prostitute who sings pleasant melody to men and is symbolic vice of pleasure in the preaching of Clement of Alexandria later writes such an Ambrose the notion that the siren stood as a symbol of allegory for worldly temptations and not an endorsement for Greek myth the plot thickens so what if prostitute harem was about sirens I can't it's so many lies the early Christian interpretations of mythologized human beings received a long-lasting boost. The Greeks imagined that there were three sirens, part virgins, part birds, with wings and claws. Oh. One of them sang, another played the feud, the third liar. They drew sailors, decoded by song, to shipwreck, according to the truth. However, there were prostitutes who led travelers down to poverty and were said to impose shipwreck on them. They had wings and claws because love flies and wounds. They are said to have slain in the waves because a wave created Venus. <gasps> because a wave created Venus? Venus is a Roman goddess whose functions encompass love, beauty, desire, sex, fertility, prosperity, and victory. In Roman mythology, she was the ancestor of the Roman people through her son, Anisis, who survived the fall of Troy, fled to Italy. Julius Caesar claimed her as his ancestor. Venus was central to many religious festivals and was revered in Roman religion under numerous cults. They have they are said to have stayed in the waves because of a wave created Venus. Okay, let's keep going. Um the siren two hybrid creatures, I knew it, appears on the subject of a single cha chapter in the Phygosis, owning to the fact that they appear together in translation of the aftermath. Isaiah 13, 21, 22, and 34 and 14. They also appeared in some Latin bestiaries of the first family subgroup called Beideries, Beis. You know what? Sirens and bestiaries. I am done. This picture, it reminds me of Egypt. It's like a raven bottom like wings legs and claws and a human upper body like a girl and the other one it has a mermaid bottom a human torso and wings y'all i am so done the more i think about it the person that drew that map of the universe, there has to be all types of different creatures. and Because if I'm a creator, I'm going to make all kind of things. Everything's not going to be the same. So the same way we have so many different humans, so many different ants, elephants, everything you can think of. So many different plant species, so many different weed species, for example. <laughs> there has to be so many different everything. And so maybe there were some humans with bird bottoms 
or, or mermaid bottoms. This is insane, y'all. I am tripping out because I didn't think I was going to be seeing Bible verses in here. What? The siren bird-like description from classical sources was retained in Latin bestiaries. Namaste, love stay, and always vibe high, babe. Thanks a million for listening. I hope you have a better than great day. I love you. Talk to you later. Mwah. Bye.